This is a Capricorn FM podcast. This is the Capricorn Adventure with the one and only King Bash. And uh, as you know, man, today we celebrate Women's Day, right? I am so, so excited um, to have a guest in studio, but I'll tell you all about it in a short while. So we want to highlight and, uh, you know, give flowers and celebrate the women that contribute to the economy of Limpopo. And joining me in studio is a woman who has many accolades to her name, and her name is Ms. Matlaka Laraisibebupape. She is a director at Asante Health and Skincare. And if I were to start counting her accolades, I think we'd be here the whole day. So, so that we can get to this conversation on the road. Tabelam. You know, to someone that doesn't know who you are, how would you describe yourself? I'm Matakala. As you already mentioned, I come from Ramatala, the rural area in Ramatala, Taba. I was I was born and bred there, and I went to school there. And I, I just wanted also to explain uh, the name Matagala uh, because most people think it's something that they don't understand why mm. parents give to to their children. That I'm um, 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 10 years younger than my brother. And in between myself and my brother, uh, several children passed away. Ooh. And when I came... My mother thought I was going to just be swept away like the leaves of the trees, oh. uh, like all the other children. Lo and behold, I stayed, and here I am. Wow. Matlagala, Upapi. So I went to school in Hamatala, primary school and secondary school, and I went on to Tsebela High School in Hamulepo. Uh, I went to Mokopani Training College for teachers' training, and I went up to University of Witwatersrand, Wits, as it's known. And after Wits, I went to the University of London in the UK. Mm. And um, coming back, I I also did some uh, courses with uh, University of George Washington. But I didn't go there. Uh, where I went and attended was was actually London. And I am a teacher by profession. And um, in my spare time, I also do uh, music, a uh, hugely choral choral music. Mm. But I also uh, uh, am a business person. And um, I taught at Mutlaganing High School. I worked at Tabamopo College of Education as head of department, and I went on to become a senior um, subject advisor at the Department of, of Education, Lebua then. And then I worked for Technicon SA as a regional director. And then when the merging came, I became the regional director for UNISA, and I was in charge of the whole of Limpopo. And uh, part of Mozambique and part of uh, 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 Zimbabwe, Mpumalanga and Swaziland. And I retired uh, then (laughs) in 2012. You see what I mean when I said um, if we start, if I started mentioning all of that, we would be here the whole day. So, and this brings me to my next question, that when people meet you, I mean, with so many accolades to your name, when people meet you, and ask you what is it that you do 
<laughs> How do you reply to that? <laughs> uh, I do life. <laughs> I like that one. I, 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 like I, like, that one. I love life. I like that one. Um, and, and then I think life is beautiful to live. And I, I think my purpose is to, is to explore and learn all the time mm-hmm. and uh, exploit the opportunities that come along. And really, uh, I, I believe when they say that the, the universe, once you open your arms, it just gives. And you can't mm-hmm. open your arms if you are... Uh, you've closed your eyes to life in general. Mm. So I, I just believe life is there to be lived. Mm. I mean, you touched a bit on your, your childhood, um, refer, uh, referencing your name and, you know, and I'd like to believe your childhood had a, a significant influence when we speak of uh, who you are today, you know. So let's take a trip down memory lane. Um, how was your childhood and what kind of family do you come from? Yeah, uh, <laughs> my family was very strict and like we grew up in the uh, rural area. My father was a migrant laborer and my mother was a stay-home uh, person, And uh, but she was such a hard worker mm. and very strict. And um, she always <laughs> wanted me to do chores at home. <laughs> And and we used to fight because I hated the the rural chores actually, and we we I, I grew up actually also plowing the fields mm. like really spending the oxen and going into the fields and plowing. Uh, you would wake up at four o'clock in the in the morning to make sure that the fields are plowed. At nine o'clock you stop. At four o'clock in the afternoon you start again. And if that was not enough, then uh, when you finish your own fields at home, then they would send you to other fields <laughs> for other families, yes. and sometimes even for free. And it, it was hard labor. And, um, and, and I think that helped in a way uh, that one finds oneself when, when that kind of situation arises, you, you are always there. But it was uh, very rough. Uh, so to say mm. and um, also musically my family was was very musical I just remember that when my father came back from uh, from Johannesburg and some evenings we would sit down and, and sing and my mother would be singing alto I would be singing soprano and mm. he would <laughs> be singing tenor my brothers are not musical at all so uh, and, and and I think that's where the love also for music developed and, of course, uh, going to church also uh, being that. Oh, okay. yeah. No, I mean, you touched also on, you know, um, the music side. And you had dreams as a child. So what did you want to be when you were young? And um, since now you already told me about, you know, what you come from a musical family and, you know, you taught music. Um, is there also a link to date um, in everything that you do? <laughs> you know, um, coming from uh, those kind of parents then, uh, what they all wanted for you as a, as a child, as a, as a daughter, was become a teacher. And I never really wanted to be a teacher. Uh, when I was at uh, Standard 8, um, I had an opportunity. 
I, I would have had an opportunity to go for um, a science kind of education at Stutuland by then. I got a bursary because in my head, I wanted to go to the moon. I wanted to mm. go to be an astronaut. Mm. And, and nobody understood that. And also because my physics was, was, was good at school, I thought. And so I, I got this forms to complete and my parents to sign. Mm. I took them home. And when I got home and I told them about this, they said, no, that's not where you're going. Yeah. And they actually tore off those forms. <laughs> and wow. And so uh, at the end of the year, they just packed my things. And so I went to a college of education. Mm. But they knew my dream. And, and by then you could do teaching, primary teaching, mm. without metric. So they knew my dream. They said to me, you go for, for this thing, and when you finish, you'll do what you want. Mm. So indeed, I finished that, and immediately when I finished that, uh, I went for to do metric because I thought it should it should uh, at Sevela, yeah. uh, hoping that I'll do I'll, I'll 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 be able to do what I want. But I was already a teacher, and so um, uh, I couldn't go to university then. Okay, uh, they I got married. Oh, and then continued to have children. And but I was dying inside to go to university. So uh, at one stage, I, I thought when my 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 younger daughter was three months old, yes. I said. Mm-mm. I'm not staying here. I'm oh. going to university. Yes. So I went to a university of Wits. Oh, okay. Uh, Ms. Bobapi, you've had uh, involvement in a number of organizations. And uh, one notable one is that of the Polokwane uh, Choral Society. I mean, your love for music is seen through these. What is the, you know, the big notable change in the music landscape? I think in the music landscape in general, uh, the South African music is booming, especially commercial music, is booming throughout the world and in South Africa, in spite of the fact that uh, you've got um, internet stealing of um, uh, the, the copyrights being uh, undermined and all of that. But it's booming if you think of jazz, if you think of Kwaito, if you think of Ama Piano, mm. if you think of all that kind of music is booming and, and I think it's, it's in a very good state and of course in spite of the fact that there's not much support of uh, from government of, of music uh, all artists are complaining about that mm, but mm. we see that South African music in particular if you take uh, the, the Statamia you know, they are loved. South African music is loved overseas. Yes. So, uh, and and I think we need to push uh, that way to make sure that it grows further and and sell it more. All right, all right. I, I think I need to also touch on you know the choral music. And do you think people still appreciate it as much as they did before? Uh, unfortunately, uh, the answer would be no okay. for various reasons. Mm. One. Uh, choral music is more of, of an academic kind of music. Mm. You have to learn notes, how mm. to read music. <laughs> and so uh, there's no music being taught at school. So mm. uh, for, for people to, 
to do choral music, they need to learn that. Okay. But besides that fact, there's, there's, there's a problem with choral music. It's still colonialized. Mm. Uh, we, we, we don't care about our own music. We care mostly about other people's music. Mm. And so people do not relate to choral music for that reason. I mean, if uh, we sing more Handel than 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 what we should be singing about the rains and 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 uh, all other songs that we have in Africa, and and so we tend to exclude people from that kind of music mm. because they cannot associate. associate. Yes. All right. I mean, what advice would you give to women who are also, you know, in the space? In 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 the choral space, yes. uh, it's tough. It's tough. Sometimes you have to do it from your own pocket because uh, if there's no support, mm. uh, like I'm, uh, I've said, you, you depend on your own passion. Mm. And, and if you want to carry it on, you just have to keep going on. Mm. But also to learn, to, to self-teach uh, so mm. that you can develop yourself. Mm. Because there's no, there are no schools uh, that are supporting that kind of uh, uh, thing. Wow. Okay. I'm still in uh, talks with Ms. Matlagalarai Sibe Bopape. And uh, what I wanted to ask is, can you tell us a bit about, you know, your beauty school? Take us through that journey, the business side of it. Uh, perhaps I should start with the spa uh, before I go to the school. Okay. Because the school is an offshoot of the spa. Okay. Um, and perhaps I should also talk about a hair salon because at the beginning I bought a hair salon. I didn't know anything about hair or anything like that. I just yes. wanted to do my hair somewhere where the, it's professional. Yes. And from there, and, and I, I didn't know the hairstylist because uh, there weren't many. So I went to the choir and took some girls and I sent them to school to go do hair. <laughs> and they came back and they did hair. And then I later realized, no, why do you only do hair? Why don't you do nails? I went back to the choir and got some girls, sent them to Johannesburg to do uh, nails. They came back and then the <laughs> business went on. And then I thought, mm -mm, why don't you do the whole body? You can't just do hair and nails. And then I went back again to the choir and got some girls because they were unemployed. Mm. Um, I sent them to Johannesburg. They did, they did the massages. When they got back, I realized, no, 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 we can't do business in a hair salon. We can't do massages and waxing and facials in a hair salon. So I started looking for a place where we can uh, have a spa. There was no business plan. Uh, I, I call myself a social entrepreneur. And so uh, so I started looking for this uh, place, uh, which is 29 Jorison Street now. Then I developed a spa, and all of those girls whom I sent for, for nails, for massages, for facials, for they started working there. It was tough at the beginning. Mm. and uh, But, yeah, as, as years went on, uh, things picked up. Yeah. And then I realized... Okay, um, you'll have these girls, they need to be graded time and again. So are you always going to be sending them to Johannesburg? Then I thought of creating a, a school. Mm. So uh, then we created a school in 2009, and it's a three-year course. Um, nationally and internationally accredited. And I'm really very proud to say that uh, the girls who have um, qualified there... Mm are all working. 
Wow. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's because of lack of uh, career guidance. We don't know that this industry is booming. It's a mil- multi-million industry mm. in America. And it's not easy to not get a job mm. like many others who've got degrees, who've got degrees in human resources or marketing or a master's in marketing or so on, or they still don't have a job. Mm, but with that, we have people who call mm. us uh, while they are in class to mm. find out whether you have students who have completed. Wow. So that's how the school was born, uh, from the fact that... I did not want to send people to Johannesburg again mm. for for upgrading, wow. and and also to make sure that uh, because before the 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 beauty industry, let me just say the health industry because yes. now if you 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 say beauty, people think about makeup and so on. Massage is not much about beauty; it's about health. Okay. So that beauty and health industry, uh, it's not quite known. So I'm I'm happy that we are the first school in Limpopo, and that the school is doing well and it's helping a lot of a lot of people. All right, and um, I, I mean you've sent so many people to to school and sending them to Johannesburg, like you said. But from the top of your head, I need us to maybe uh, speak about the impact in terms of how a number you can give a number of how many people or how many ladies that you sent through to Johannesburg to school, how many. Have you impacted? Uh, a lot. Uh, uh, those those that um, uh, I sent to school, uh, some have got their own things now. They've got their own businesses that they are they are they are they are, they are managing. Some are working in other places, and some are are still working uh, with me, mm-hmm. and uh, they are able to to feed their families. They are not unemployed anymore and and I'm, I'm happy about those that have actually uh, created their own businesses because they are able to employ other other women uh, to make sure that you know to reduce the rate of unemployment yes you know um, it is time for us to appreciate you we did mention in the beginning of this conversation that we will give you flowers we're giving you flowers <laughs> on air we're giving you flowers <laughs> off air so Thank from Capricorn so FM, from us, uh, this is for you. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank we you thank so you much. so much for your time. You have impacted so many lives. Um, this is the small gesture that we could do. Thank you. We know thank that you. the lives that you have impacted are so, so great. So we really appreciate your time for coming through to Capricorn FM. Thank you so much. And uh, happy Women's Day to South African women. Amazing. Amazing. Thank and you. there you have it. That was Miss Matlakala Raisi Bebo Pape. Um, uh, we are kickstarting. It smells so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love flowers. <laughs> that was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.